Thank you for listening to the Football Index Club Daily Podcast. In today's episode, I was joined by Soccer Index and we discussed why the removal of in-play dividends is actually a good thing for Football Index. Yes, it might be very painful and frustrating in the short term. Yes, Football Index's comms maybe wasn't perfect in the sense that they haven't provided us more information on the alternative which they should be bringing in over the next month or so however this is a really positive move for football index and it was quite a very positive episode just talking about why this is actually a really good thing and overall i am convinced that this was a great move from football index so hopefully this will lead us to more growth in the future and a better more simple platform so thanks for listening and i do hope you enjoy the episode Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Football Index Club Daily Podcast. I am joined by Soccer Index to discuss the in-play dividends removal and I'm really looking forward to getting into why this is actually a good decision for Football Index. So welcome to the podcast again. I think you've been on twice before. Uh, Can you just give us maybe quite a short intro on your background on Football Index? Yeah, so I joined um, very back in the 2017, so I've been on the platform quite a while now. Um, I've slowly on my deposits um, and I've really been an advocate of the, the long-term vision of the platform I really think that this can change the way um, that we bet on football and that's what's really um, got my attention and that's that's the main thing that I'm really interested in um, and yeah I've got a, I've got a sizable portfolio now uh, it's taken a bit of a hit uh, as we all have last uh, four months or so but yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to the future yeah, no, thanks for coming on again, because um, I've got to admit, like, one of the things I've loved about chatting to you about Football Index is that we both have this, like, vision for Football Index's future and its potential, its growth, and we both really want it to get there. Like, we're so enthusiastic about that longer-term vision, and everything that you said to me is in a line, is, like, in alignment with that vision and that potential. And so when you first said to me that you think in-play dividends need to be removed, Although I was like really against it at first, I started to understand, okay, I see this would probably be better for football index longer term. So, right, that's that's what's happened today. They've actually removed them, came a bit out of nowhere. So I was wondering, can you explain your first reaction to that? And then maybe just go on to talk a little bit about why you do think that is a good thing for football index. So I, I definitely thought that they should do it. Um, and I was quite a big advocate for removing employee dividends. I didn't think they it, they had it within them to do it, especially at this point in the season. Yeah. And I guess we'll probably touch touch on that later on how they've done it and the announcement in general. Because I think, although I think this is a really really positive thing, there are some negatives um, and yeah, there are some downsides to what's happened today. Sure. Um, but I think let if we go straight into what why in-play dividends probably need to be what well, they needed to be removed. Yeah. Um, that'd be a good start. So. I've always I I look at the product in the sense of it's 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 something that we initially started with a concept of media dividends. So it was it, media dividends is all we had, and then progressively over the years we've bolted on various things. So we've bolted on uh, PB dividends. Um, we've changed the matrix for that uh, a year after they brought in. We then brought in impi dividends. Um, and then we brought in team in a month. We've also now brought in order books where the whole dynamic of the platform has changed. Um, and we're now at a point where we've got such an unstable platform where everything's been just been bolted on, bolted on and bolted on, but we haven't really built the platform from the ground up. Um, 
And I think the potential of this platform is to get to like, say a billion, a billion or multi-billion dollar, a billion pound platform in multiple countries. That's really uh, scalable for the future. And we've, if you look at implied dividends, it doesn't really suit, uh, it doesn't really go in, in with the USP of the platform. So the USP of the platform if, is that, and it's the way that Mike described it is about two months ago, straight after he became CEO, he says that he essentially described the vision of the platform is that you buy into um, a young player and you you gain from their, from them getting better at footballing short. So we can buy 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 into players on the premise of, in the hope that they improve as a player and um, perform on the pitch in, in terms of performance and also their media profile. And we can profit uh, through that through capital appreciation or dividend and or dividends. And it's a real long term bet on the performance of a player. Of course, you can use that long term bet to trade on shorter periods, but the idea of the value behind the player is a longer term. A, a, their long-term performance. So I want to bet on any player um, at, any, at any point in their career. So let's take a random player like Jota at Liverpool. Um, I want to bet that he's going to become a better player in the future and I can exit that point, at that, that trade at any point in, in, in the journey. If he if he plays well, um, he, he, sh he should intuitively go up in price and I should be able to trade off the back of that. So we've, we then need to think of how Football Index are going to reward that as, as, as a company. And you need to align that to the USP of the platform. So you need to give players a long-term value that aligns to that. Unfortunately, in-play dividends, are it's a 30-day dividend. So it's never a permanent dividend in, in any sense. So you've got a, a dividend where basically a lot of the players, a lot of players after after holding someone for 30 days, it is now, it's now not really tenable to hold that player. So a lot of their value is gone after, 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 after those 30 days. Um, and then you've got the other problem that it encourages you to refresh your portfolio. So, so especially this, this worked in the old format. So in the old format, it encouraged you to buy, buy, buy new shares. Football index would mint new shares, um, and you'd have to sell them by putting them in the sell queue or instant selling. Now we're in a situation where you've got to sell to other traders immediately, and you've got to undercut traders. Um, and this has led to a horrible downward spiral where people are trying to refresh um, in play dividends constantly um, at all ends of the market. So it's it, we've we've got a situation now with the with the order book system where there's so much downward pressure because of the implied dividends and so i think if you look at it from from all all perspective that the payouts that football index give need to they need to encourage not only volume in terms of trades but they need to encourage you to buy and hold and and ultimately drag prices up and the implied dividend doesn't do that so it was the right decision to move them um now it's now we've got to think of if you're building the platform from the ground up, how would you add? How would you think of adding value to a player? Um, and we need to make it so that every player ha has that underlying value, so that we can trade them at all ends of the at all ends of the platform. At the moment, if you look at PB dividends and media dividends, there's not not every player has a 
especially if you look at the bottom end of the platform, you've maybe got a 50p player and their yield could either be 50p for the year or it could be nothing. And it's so vol it's 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 so volatile from that perspective. Yeah, there's a lot of variance in the potential of like in the potential for those like cheaper players to earn dividends um, because they might be one dividend win away from returning their price or they're, they're not going to earn dividends at all. Um, and that's where like the in-play dividends provided them a bit of a base for them to actually have some intrinsic value. And now that's gone and a lot of people are going to be very upset by that. And I completely sympathise. You know, I had a lot of players who I'm looking at now and I'm thinking, well, there's no chance I'm selling him because why would anyone buy him right now? His chances of earning match to dividends are pretty low. And I was holding him really because his in-play dividend yield could have been like 20, 30%. Um, so yeah, it's a bit frustrating with those players. I mean, there's obviously the argument that why, why are you buying like worthless players in the first place? But I don't see that because you trade what's in front of you. Um, and yeah, where, where do we go from here? I mean, what we spoke about a few times in the past is and this is the idea you put forward, is like a threshold of a PB score that you have to hit to earn match day dividends. And that could be like a lower payout, but at least that would reward the lower end. So then they're not having to compete with the whole market to earn match day dividends and they don't have to be the best player, but they actually have like a pretty decent chance of hitting a PB score of 200, like a couple of times a season and therefore earning match day dividends that way. Um, so yeah, it, do you want to kind of just maybe explain how that could maybe come in or do you think that is something that could come in because football index did sort of allude to them introducing something else over the next month or so so i think if we also take it why why, why do people like employee dividends i think if you ask or maybe the impression that i get people like employee dividends there's a very common conception that they add uh, loads of value to the bottom end so i'd say that's one good reason i'd say another reason is people maybe like that buzz of an instant payout. Um, what else? Can you think, what, what else do people like about it? I'm just trying to think, what, what else do people like about in-play dividends? Some people might like that you can um, trade them like throughout the match day even more because you have like the deadline at 12 o'clock always. Obviously the PB deadline is now 8 p.m. anyway, so maybe not so much. Um, but yeah, you had like that element of it because in the past anyway, especially under the old system, you'd have some in-play dividend type players really rocketing up in price on match day. So that could maybe be a little bit more exciting. And you just got that short-term buzz in general um, of that player maybe earning you dividends. I have to say, like, I am going to miss them because there's been quite a few times over the last few weeks where I've piled into some of the bigger players because they've dropped so much. You know, yeah, Mbappe's at four quid, Sancho at five quid. And they've actually earned me quite a lot in dividends, uh, in in-play dividends, which has been like a nice little bonus as well. So there's... Definitely a few reasons there why you would like them, um, but I completely agree that they don't really go hand in hand with the longer term sort of vision of the platform and the unique selling point of Football Index. So, so then I think if we try and address that, like their points that I want to have, and I think there's also been a, a, a misconception that bigger accounts. I mean, I I do hold a lot of the the, the top top end top end players, and there's been a misconception probably in the community that some of the bigger accounts have 
champion for this because um, the, the yeah the lower end of the market is getting more attention for, for example well the top end of the market is struggling and this is one of the reasons why it, it's it's struggling because there is that downward pressure but I think if, you, if we address those two things that yeah okay football index now have that they now need to address that in their solution in building this platform for the long term so people like trading on match days and they also like um they also like like there is an element in the market that likes to trade lower in value players um but we need to make sure that they align to the usp of the platform which is that long-term bet on a player's performance so i think that the threshold dividend is is the answer so if um if if we um it, it's hard to pluck figures out of the air because um i think asp had a tweet actually um i'll just get it up as, as, as a kind of a brief a brief um a, a brief like um, discussion point. So you say he said um, he's, again. It's just plucking. So he said like 150 points PB points is one P, 200 is two P, 250 is four P, 300 is eight P, 350 is sixteen P. Um, that then so that underlying that 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 means that if someone puts in a world class performance or a very good performance but they're going to get um they, they, they will get rewarded on that day i think a lot a, a problem with a, a lot of the bottom end of the market is that um i think people have been let's let's use random bottom players like um like caputo for example he he, he might score two goals in a day and put in his good performance um but i want to bet on so i want to bet on caputo's performance um, next month, I think he's got some good fixtures, um, which again a lot of IPD traders like. But he's got some good fixtures. I can actually bet that he's going to win. He's going to perform well, and I get a, a I get a, um, a a dividend based off that. That's 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 permanent to his value. Um, so we've got an underlying base for all of those lower end players having having that dividend, um, and I think that's something that. They, that that will help that end of the market out. I think that the answer I would like them to, to change the matrix as well because I don't think that goals it, it's too much based on arbitrary things like crossing and set set plays. I would like goals to be more to be more important. So I would like them to be reflected more in the matrix so that so that when you get a, a striker that scores a brace, they can still quite often have a low PB score. Um, so I would like, like that to be rewarded. Um, you could as definitely well. do bonus points for like graces and hat tricks as well, and you know you get like additional points the more goals they score. Yeah, um, but I would I would I would build that into the matrix rather than having some great crazy payout. Based, oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Like there's there's so, loads of ways you can build this into the PB matrix. So I think that's ultimately where football index need to need to head because. Um, it benefits the lower end of the market, but it also benefits the top end of the market. So when Sancho or let's say Haaland, because I think that's that's the good example, because he scored four goals in a world class performance in November. I don't own him, but just looking at it, you're just a bit. It just doesn't really make make sense. Anyone to be outside and a new customer looking at that product or someone who's just joined sees Haaland score four in a game, um, a world class performance. And he doesn't even get a single dividend based off it. It just doesn't make sense to um, someone looking at this platform from afar. And it also just means that the underlying yields of players are just so unstable. Um, and that cause that again leads to the um, downward pressure because people 
Um, I think people do like quick wins as well, uh, especially from IPDs. So if Haaland does put in four four goals, gets beaten by another player that puts in a better score, then if they get that underlying, if they still get that 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 payout, then it, it's gonna it's gonna favour everyone now. And I guess the next next reason is, oh well, why would Football Index do that? Because it's just gonna involve loads of payouts. The fact that any one any one player on any day is in with a chance of winning dividends is will only encourage more trading. So I think we've seen a couple a couple of Saturdays ago, Mara scored three hundred and fifty um, on in the early kickoff. That kind of rendered every single player useless for the rest of the day. Like they weren't going to win dividends. Whereas now that you've got that 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 fresh that threshold dividend, any player can win at any point in the day. You've also got a situation where in-play dividends drive down prices because it encourages refreshing. Now, hopefully, we'll have a system where it encourages you to hold a player and players will start to rise in price again. And because of that, you will then get capital appreciation and that will drive trading naturally off the back of that. Because I think a lot of people like to trade on this platform, um, but ultimately it's it's not because of in-play dividends. I don't think drove the market in the way that we used to see it. I think they were just like in-play dividends came in and that became the only real way to make a profit and to get the buzz that you would have from capital appreciation in the past. Because there's not been as much liquidity as we needed uh, since the order book system was set up and came in, we've kind of had this downward pressure and obviously the in-play dividends may have influenced that, the inability to really find a equilibrium because we didn't have the multiple bids as Martin came on and spoke about the other day maybe that like had it had a big impact as well um so there's various things and ultimately football index promised us that they would be providing more liquidity and they haven't really done that so what that sort of led to was probably a lot of people still wanting to find that buzz still trying to make some money on football index and being forced into playing and trying to trade in play dividends more than they usually would have done more than they would in the past but if you actually had that potential to earn capital appreciation, if the market started to grow again and you got that buzz just from a player rising 20, 30% instead of doing a 20, 30% dividend yield through in-play dividends, then it'd be fantastic. That's what you need. So I think overall, it all just ties back to liquidity. And as long as there's enough liquidity, enough money really in the market, then yeah, I think the removal of in-play dividends is definitely a good thing for the platform. And I was saying like a minute ago, the reasons that I felt in-play dividends were good, it was mostly about that buzz, that excitement to earn something. But overall, you can get that buzz, that excitement from traditional gambling. Now, Football Index is trying to be a little bit different. It's, uh, you know, you got the three-year bet um, and it's a real special product. And so, yeah, I definitely think they should try and focus on the things that make them stand out and actually make them a lot better than traditional gambling and the bookies. Um, and so maybe that's kind of where we went wrong with in-play dividends is that people start to focus on them so much more because that was kind of the way that you could earn money on Football Index and people wanted that buzz, but they didn't want to have to resort to going to bet on Bet365. Yeah, um, and I guess that's been for... In-play dividends would not be as much of a problem um, 
especially under the old system at higher prices. Unfortunately, we now have got to a situation where the market has gone lower and lower. Yeah. And suddenly players like Mbappe, you would never have hoped him to, we never, I mean, it was almost a joke. It was almost a joke that he was an in-play dividend player yeah. um, because he, he was never, you shouldn't ever be buying the, those premium players for in-play dividends. Yes, they give you a little bit of a kick or a little bit of a buzz when you first buy them, but that was never really the intention. But then we suddenly got, um, got situations where people are literally buying and refreshing Mbappe every 30 days and driving his price down to four pounds yeah. as, as, as a result of that. Um, and that never really worked. I always, I always said that if people wanted to bet on the bet, next goal scorer, they'd better off going to bet three, six, five or sky bet. Um, just cause I think, yeah, I don't, I don't personally think that's a be all and end all of, of, of a good football performance. Um, and people have people have said now that they've taken away value from eighty or ninety percent of the players, but realistically, not a lot. It not that many players score more than one, two, three goals in a in a thirty day period. So if you think alone, especially if you look at the lower end, how many players you are alienating by having this expensive dividend um, only reward on a temporary basis, such a small part of the whole football index player base it just seems like it, if you actually look at it from the ground up it is just complete madness as a dividend at the moment um i always use the example um i can't someone someone might have explained it to me but i think this is the perfect example is that say if i saw I, there was a young a young right back playing for aston villa who sat on sat on the bench um i think he's a good player i think he's got a chance of breaking into the team if because the the, the current right back is out of form and I think he's going to be able to break into the in, into the team. I want to place a bet that that player's um for, that that player's performance is going to improve over the course of the next um over the course of the rest of the season. Um it could that could be in 10 days time or that could be in you know two or three months time and I want to make a bet on that. At the moment it's so far fetched how that player could then get value. So I would have to bet on that player getting into getting in. I would bet on that player, but I'd have to hope that he gets into the team. And then PB at the moment is very hard to win, especially on a gold day. Um, a, a reserve right back is probably going to, they're going to have a chance of winning maybe once or twice a season if they score and get an, if they score and get an assist in a win. Yeah. especially for like a mid-table team. Like that chance to even win might not even come across in the whole season. Um, and I've got a bet on that happening in the period where they're breaking into the team as well. And I might at the end of that win 25p for a gold day. I mean, it's just, and I, and that that's my potential reward on something that's I'm betting on. Whereas, or, or, or I've also got a bet on that player coming into the team and scoring the, you know, like two of like two or scoring and assisting two or three times in a 30 day period for people to buy him. It's just in reality that player might might get break into the team, play really well, um, have a couple of good performances, might get a couple of assists, you know, you know, have a have a really good run in the team, but get absolutely no reward. And to be honest, get nowhere near to, to getting a reward in terms of dividends. Um, whereas if we if we take out the employee dividends and put in more of a threshold based system, as soon as that player breaks into the team, there's a realistic chance that they're within a shout of winning two, three, four, five P based off a threshold payout. Immediately that's something to trade on. So I I I bet that, that player's going into the team 
their price will go up as a re- as a result of that having them having an actual chance of winning dividends. And because of that, the whole platform is so much more tradable now. Every single player has a permanent value that goes that is not miles away from happening, um, and that in, and people can speculate on that in between. And if we have more of a mechanic that has prices rising, that will then encourage capital appreciation, and people will start to chase trades and you know you know have have fun trading rather than I don't it. it no one should be. I don't think anyone can disagree. It's more fun trading and trading for, you know, train, trying to catch rises. Like that's so much more fun than refreshing to get a payout for an imp- a yeah, goal that I might think, happen. I think the thing is as well is like the last sort of six months or so since the order book system came in and because the market's kind of dried up when it comes to the amount of money that's actually in there, there's really been this strong sense of uh you have to buy players that are going to earn dividends and they have to be players who are quite likely to earn dividends over the next like one or two years that's why players like Kimmich and Messi have actually held their prices whilst people like Sancho and Bappe are now a third of the price of what they once were um so I also think like that has kind of taken us away from the kind of uh capital appreciation, the growth, that potential for your player to actually go on and improve as a player over the next few years. And if you did have a system in place where you had a threshold payout, I really do think that would benefit um, the younger players who are maybe like coming through or just any player who's coming in um, because that would then then give him like potential to actually be worth so much more in the future. At the moment, yeah, you do have that with the current payouts and the payouts are massive. So I don't think they really need to go up but they are still incredibly random and if you did get to a point where it was a little bit more predictable who's going to earn dividends then I imagine you'd probably attract even more money to the platform because the yields already talk for themselves and you only need a bit of a tweaking here and there and you know you'd probably be getting a lot of uh, bigger accounts on and then you'll get to a point where there's so much money in the market that you're just seeing crazy rises and people would be like dropping huge amounts as well um, now and then I'm sure. But overall, I just think players would rise even more on the speculation of them actually having a good game and uh, breaking into their team, like you are kind of saying there. And you get to that point and then it kind of has a knock-on effect to other players and the confidence returns and the potential to actually make money in this platform would probably just return in general because... I feel like we've been lacking that for some time. Um, there's so many reasons that I think you can you can pin down and go, okay, this is probably why the market's not worked. Overall, with in-play dividends, I don't think they were like the number one reason. I think it was just a lack of money in the market. Um, and I'm not sure that was caused completely by in-play dividends. But what I would say is that I think removing that bolted add-on makes the platform most simple. And I think that simplicity is sort of what we're missing. And that's also going to help attracts maybe bigger traders who want to get involved because I guess it's, it's kind of like simple like yeah th- these are the dividend yields you're probably going to earn you don't need to worry about temporary changes and and uh sort of 30 day periods and there's so much going on with football index that the more simple they make it I just think the better um, in terms of attracting new people in general yeah definitely I think so I was really positive about the announcement today because I, I thought this was the first big step into getting getting that final end stage product I don't want to be at, I, I think we're all frustrated by the amount of change that's gone over the last like 
over the last five years, even especially in the last like twelve months or so, we've almost been trading as though trading as though an announcements around the corner. Our portfolios are going to change, and I know people are probably going to then say, "Oh, well, it's happened again today." But I think FI need to get to a point where, like this summer, is that we're at we're at a point where changes aren't around the corner, and we've actually got a product that is ready just to scale right from from where it is now. And it's better to do that now when we're at. Yeah, I think we're at a relatively, I still think we're at the relatively near the start of our journey um, at like a hundred million odd market cap. Um, and it's if we can get to a point in this summer where we can say, look, we've got a great product here that's scalable. There's nothing, there's no really clouds above us. Um, and yet that'll then encourage um, big, big money to come into the platform because they know that nothing's going to change again. Uh, the, the last thing I, I think anyone really wants is that, them to make small little changes but knowing that there's loads of big changes around the corner yeah um i think that's an important point about today um and yeah so just going into the 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 whole downward part of the of, of the mechanic so that there are a number of things causing this downward pressure on the market in the old system it was kind of always set up for you to to push prices up so if we wanted to list a player we could only drop them 1p per 900 shares and that kind of made 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 players it made them hard to drop loads in price um and there was almost a mechanic to push prices up now we have got the opposite where um it is it is volatile especially in an in, an, in, a, in a, when we don't have market makers on board um, someone can, one person can basically control the market with by by listing a player down, uh, and that's kind of had horrible consequences over the last three or four months. And on top of that, there is an incentive to refresh in play dividends. They really do need to just remove every single incentive someone has to list and you know you know drive prices down. And in play dividends was like was one of them. And it 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 isn't the main thing that's caused the market to go down, but it definitely will help from that perspective because there's one less reason now to list to list your list your, your shares um and now there's more incentive to hold a portfolio yeah i think the platform over the next six months is definitely going to just begin to look a lot cleaner overall i think that's what mike bowen seems to be coming in to do is just kind of shaking things up and uh kind of just remove everything that has not really worked and just from his comments today it just kind of looks like he's really keen on kind of having a fresh start with football index and hopefully we'll be there sort of for the start of next season if we could you know just have everything set up for the start of next season i think we'd be in an amazing place to start bringing in a lot more traders and i am like becoming increasingly confident in football index's sort of longer term prospects and even though like the market is pretty bare right now and it is really frustrating as football index continue to come in and do things um actually actually i don't know like maybe just like this last this last week or two just the fact that they've not really done too much and then mike bowen what he's saying about like actually making actions rather than saying that they're going to do stuff that seems to be a really good change um and like from talking to football index today they said that i think they've got some like quite exciting things coming in terms of trying to get more people on the platform as well. So all of that sounds quite positive, really. Um, what I would say, though, is what did you make of today's comms and the fact that they've actually announced in-play dividends without announcing what else is coming in? Because I think they probably should have done both things together. Yeah, so I think to start with the positive part of the comms, like 
there's nothing I really I really wanted uh, Michael Football Index to come out at the start of this year and give a strong, passionate statement about the USB and the platform and where they and a bit and a, some sort of vision with for the, where they think this is going to go uh, or that that positive statement of intent because um, I don't think we had that towards the back end of the last year and I certainly think that the USP of the platform got completely lost in all of the last three actions of the last three or four months so I thought it was a really positive and kind of emphatic statement to to open that up and then remove in-play dividends because I think that's the right thing for the market and I think it, it we, we criticise them but it would have been easy for them to sit on something that wasn't working for the platform in the long term or even the short term from anyone's perspective because it was driving prices down and no there was no we weren't having more money coming to the platform because of it's of it being unstable so i think everything everyone knew that well a lot of people recognized that in-play dividends weren't right for the long-term part of the platform and they did make an emphatic statement on that um so i really liked that kind of this is our product this is what we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna take this back. We're gonna own it, and we're gonna scale this up, and we're gonna go again. I I really liked that. Negatively, and so I think a major thing now is trust with them. Um, and there will be people who point out that yeah, employee dividends were it, it was only um, the start of the season where they did a five times promotion. Um, they said clearly in their comms it was going to be here for the rest. It was going to be here for the rest of. The season um so it is yeah it's, it's it's hard for a lot of people to take to say my, my bet's been completely changed off the back of this it would have been so i always think when you are making such a major change in the platform so for example if they were to um, change the matrix next summer you can't just drop that in and not have you know something to make up for it if, if you know what i mean like they shouldn't be making changes where they devalue a player and not really add any further value yeah. to them or anyone else in the platform. Um, so I think they did miss something. If they would have said, we're removing in-play dividends, we're bringing in this fantastic new threshold system, and this is why we're doing it, because it adds underlying value to the players, um, it aligns to our USP of the platform more, and you know they give a real, a real good list of why this new incentive that they're bringing is better for the platform better for traders better for everyone they've kind of now left us in that place where everyone's speculating and yes it, it this announcement will uh, uh, will like hurt people uh, either in their pockets or because they they like employee dividends um and they they've missed they missed something there by having not having that quick win to make up for it yeah and i think the next announcement is really crucial because if they don't find a way of actually giving some more value to the players who traditionally earn quite a lot of in-play dividends um then i really think they're, they're missing something there um yeah i think yeah i think i'd either go for like a, a threshold payment if that was possible or i'd go for an increase in team of the month and i guess team of the month doesn't really help the lower end too much so so maybe not but in general i would like the team of the month dividends to rise or maybe that's just like a, a separate issue um but yeah overall it's a very direct sort of statement from mike bowen and i don't think we would have seen that from adam cole necessarily because i just think the changeover from one ceo to another um kind of excuses them a little bit to some extent from going from the 5x ipd 
to now no IPDs altogether. And that has been quite harmful uh, for me and I'm sure a lot of other traders. Like I bought into some players for that 5X and I thought, yeah, these guys are going to earn this amount. Let's do it. Why not? It was a really bad decision in hindsight. And some of them are still hold. So, you know, like Jordan Ayu and Adrian Hunu, um, I think they're worth like a fifth or like a sixth of their prize. It was just like the most <laughs> stupid trades ever. Because when I was in Portugal at the time, I'm sure I probably had a few beers or something. Uh, gamble responsibly, <laughs> everyone. Uh, but yeah, it was a really bad trade. And, you know, those guys have been absolutely destroyed by the removal of IPDs. They're already low enough, to be honest. But yeah, it is really annoying that they have gone from one extreme to the other. But at the same time, if this is going to get the market moving again, if this is going to eventually lead to the top end of the market growing, then I do think that's a good thing for football index because I think these lower price players eventually will sort of follow the top end. And you, you need the top end to be growing. And I think the removal of IPDs is probably better. Um, if it's good for any player on the platform, it's probably better for the higher price players because they benefited the least from the in-play dividends. And if they start to grow, then everyone... Um, in principle should should hopefully start to grow in price as well yeah and yeah I, ha I have had that from people that they say oh you must be happy you hold a lot of Sancho and Mbappe well I think people need to understand that I'm a, I'm and a lot of the other big accounts and probably every single account on this platform is only going to do very well out of football index in the long term if it does become a massive viable company and changes sport uh, football betting and sports betting for for, for 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 the for the better and for the good and, and really be that game changing platform if yeah i think a lot of people have looked at things with just looking at their portfolio and i've never tried to do that i've always viewed it as how can we get this platform to where it needs to be at its end state and i think at its end state i want to be in a pub watching a game of football and everyone's had their phones out um, looking when a goal goes in, how that impacts the prices of players. I think we can get near to that point. And I think we're miles off at that point, um, even now. And people just, yeah, I, I, I think people just look too much at their portfolio and they need to accept as well that we're buying into something that's um, an evolving product um, and we're part of that journey. Um, yeah. And no, no one really, we will all benefit out of Football Index if they bring out something in the next three weeks that encourages, um, you know, encourages like a hundred million, a hundred million to the platform. A market maker might want to come on board. We don't know what conversations the market makers have had with, with, with them as well. Like they, they can't disclose everything, but like these could be the key changes that they think to get, you know, the platform to the end state. And so I think we do need to buy them a bit of slack in terms of that. And you kind of do need to accept that, yes some, sometimes they might need to change hopefully we're, we're beyond that now because i think now that we're into order books there should be less changes in the future but there are times where they need to make strong decisions for the better of the platform and we'll all benefit more from the platform you know being um, a massive platform at the end of the day yeah i totally agree and like overall i mean my portfolio i think it went up a little bit at first but i think now that things have settled, um, it's definitely been a huge negative for my portfolio, the removal of in-play dividends, especially because I realised, ah, OK, like a lot of my players don't have an instant sell price. A lot of that is my fault. Some of it is the changes. Um, but ultimately, does that matter to me? Uh, does that matter to me? Like, absolutely not, because... Overall, if that means we're going to go into new territories like Germany or something else is going to come along, we're going to get closer to our 
unique selling point and the actual like core values, the core principle, the idea behind this platform and what has made it succeed so well. If we can get closer to that, I'm very happy losing like four or 500 quid today. That's fine with me because I'm in it for the long term. And I think my portfolio value will rise over time because of the removal of employee dividends. So yeah, at first, like I'm going to put it out there. When you first brought the idea to me, I thought it was crazy. I thought, no, no chance. It's probably only going to benefit like the higher price players. And uh, maybe you're just thinking that because it's going to improve your portfolio. But no, like I, like the more you've explained it to me, the more I've realized, yeah, this is a good thing for Football Index. And it might not be good for my portfolio right now, but this is good for the long-term prospects of Football Index. And that is the most important thing to me and hopefully to most listeners, because the thing is with football index as well, it's not it's not something where you just go in and you make money for a little while. It's not something where you go in and you think, oh, okay, this could be fun for a couple of weeks. Once you're in and you're like really into it, like me and you, and like everyone listening to this, I'm sure, because end of the day, you're listening to a, a football index podcast, you actually want it to succeed as a platform, like a huge amount. And you're usually going to be on here for like a few years. Like, you know, uh, it's coming up to like nearly four years for me that I've been on here. And a lot of people will want to be on Football Index for the next 10 years. And so it doesn't matter that right now this is going to be painful for a lot of portfolios. It matters that this is actually the right decision. And Football Index, they've acted quite directly today. But overall, I think I think it's a good move. And um, yeah, I'm really feeling quite positive about this move overall. So um, I'm glad that you've come on and explained all the reasons. But yeah, I mean, finally, what do you make to like territorial advancement? Do you think do you think we will enter some new territories then in the future? I think I, mean, I think we will. As to whether that's the next next few months, it, it, it's hard to say. I think Germany is the one that they're they're really keen on getting in in the short to medium term. Um, he has dropped that in now, and he's promised not to overpromise. So I think it would be wrong of him to drop that in and us to expect no updates this year so i think it is something that we could reasonably say watch this space because he has he has dropped that that in for us to think about literally so, in the same comms as he said he's not going to be over promising exactly he wants yeah. to promise action you can't be dropping in hints at germany and say that at the same time it'd just be way too hypocritical yeah, exactly. And then I know, I, I know that like the US um, and, and and some of the ma- major major territories, um, they're also in, like in their plans. I think they are a lot. Uh, yeah, a lot. Certainly won't be happening this year. Yeah. But I think that that is on their kind of wider scale to to to, to break into. Um, obviously, like the regulations and stuff are changing there, and it's very complex. But I think that's also some, they clearly have an ambition that they want this to to to, to you know scale massively. Um, so I think it is exciting and yeah I think the fact he's dropped it in there like we have to probably look into it and go um, some expect something yeah there's definitely hopefully this year six yeah so yeah um, I think I think it's a good thing um, and also we do want it so it's pulled liquidity as well and maybe the announcement today says that we so might be them joining getting... us or something along those lines right because I know yeah, that it, so, at first it was based that, yeah, it'd be pulled liquidity. And then they said, no, you know, it's going to be very difficult to do that. But today's comms kind of hinted at it possibly being pulled liquidity again. So I think, yeah, them joining us, the fact that, uh, yeah, they were going to have a separate product in Germany and then launch it without IPDs, but they've removed IPDs, um, ho- hopefully so that they can launch the same product in Germany um, and buy, buy in, into the same place that we are. Um, 
and yeah, just going into that, that that last point about the product growing, like I can make a lot more money if the if the market cap of the platform goes from 100 million to 500 million. Uh, I think maybe a lot of people are celebrating making small trades within uh, a hundred million platform that isn't growing. Well, ultimately, if the platform isn't growing, then your scope to make profits is going to be so much harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so, I totally yeah. agree. I was thinking about this the other day and I was thinking, because I think I mentioned it on the podcast, I've not made that many trades as much as I would in the past anyway. Um, and at one point I was like extremely active trading like for maybe a few hours a day. And I was thinking, okay, is this like, well, why am I not trading that much? And ultimately it comes down to the fact that I am confident that in six months time, if I do two hours of trading on a given day, that will be five times more profitable than spending two hours now trying to trade because I've already bought the players that I think are going to be really good value. Yeah, they're fluctuating quite a bit now and then. And I sold like a couple of players today uh, and I might buy back into them maybe next week or in, in a few months if they drop again before my expected sort of target of March, April time when we actually see like a proper steady recovery. Um, but yeah, like ultimately right now, the market cap is so low that it means that if you are trading in this market, yeah, you can make a lot of money, but it's going to be significantly harder than it will be if it was like 500 million pounds market cap, of course. So um just another thing to kind of put out there that overall like the changes today do sort of suggest that we're, we're still like kind of heading towards future growth and trying to build this platform into something that is going to be a little bit more sustainable and it's, it's going to work for everyone eventually because the more the platform grows the better it will be for everyone whether you're you've got an ipd suited portfolio now or not um so yeah, any, anyway, I'm just rambling on at this point. <laughs> so I think the, the last point I would like to make is that I've talked about, about a lot of these things that benefit from the long term of the platform. Football Index, probably one of their immediate, their immediate priority with, these, with the next few weeks is to get back the trust of the platform. Um, and I think they need to be very careful with their words, the incentives that come out um, and how everything's dropped. And I think they really need to focus on that because since september and there have been people who've joined anytime last year basically there are a lot of people who've lost money on the platform lost trust through the changes there's a there is a lot of bad goodwill at at the at the moment out there and i think that football index should do something to address that um a, having empathy in their words to kind of say, yeah, it's it, it, and they did it a bit today, but they haven't really given us anything back. If if they if they did, if I think that they should do something to, um, yeah, to back those people who didn't um, who didn't sell up at the first sign of danger at the start of order books, who did deposit during um, COVID, and I don't know how they can do that, but if they could do something around that, getting back the trust, um, putting an emphatic statement out with this new incentives and really backing themselves. And from now on, every single thing that they say, they can be held accountable for. Now is the time where they just got, it's complete ground zero. They've just got to slowly but surely build up the trust from everyone, all of their user base um, and make it so that we can rely on them. And so that, yes, we can get confidence in them that this is is going to get to where I think they can get to in the the future. Um, So I think that's something they really should focus on. Yeah, I totally agree. I think like with Football Index, we're, we're like one big team really. Um, what works for Football Index should in principle work for Football Index traders. And so if 
football index like taking a bit more responsibility accepting that last year they made a huge amount of mistakes and that they're going to try and seriously rectify those mistakes and um and how like in the future they're going to absolutely smash it out um then yeah i think that'd be great for for traders and hopefully that'd actually lead to the platform well just traders having a bit more trust in fi uh, but ultimately it does come down to to actions and how they do that i'm not entirely sure right now i mean there's been talks about like vouchers or football index buying shares off traders and there's various talks um but i'm not sure what the answer is right now i think maybe just listening to people and bringing in the ideas that have been suggested so like one of the ideas has been like removing ipds so that's an action which i think i think is good overall um i think bringing in the multiple bids would be a good action as well um i do think that would help the market but the more they listen to us and actually just act on what is suggested to them by like the majority of traders then i think that will just naturally build up the trust to be fair i like the sp suggestion uh, towards the back end of the spread where he suggested that we get 1p per 1,000 uh, 1, uh, 1, PB points uh, and that'd be backdated toward, from the start of the season. Um, it wouldn't be a lot, but it'd be, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where small touches go a long way. Mm. Um, so, yeah, some sort of... And I think that'd be a good thing to bring in as well, like 1p per 1,000 uh, points because it's not a lot, but again, it encourages the long-term uh, holding of a portfolio. Yeah, definitely. Or like... I think other people have suggested that they do like a, not a bonus as such, but they just pay out like 10% in, I don't know, just like they just pay you 10% of what you deposited, uh, net deposits over 2020, something like that. I mean, that'd be way too much, I think. Um, yeah, no, I, no, no. I, I think, I think, I think, temp, yeah, we're just talking, but yeah, something like that. Maybe even if it's 1%, 1%, or 1% then yeah. yeah, something would go a long way, just a, a, little, a little touch. Um, yeah, I think I think if, if they announce a fantastic, fantastic new um, new incentive where we all want to deposit again and then give us a little bit of a bonus from cash balances for the people who back the yeah, I think that'd be a good thing to do. But we have to wait and see. Yeah, I think so too. All right, um, it'll be an interesting few weeks waiting for this. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it will. It will. I mean, there's going to be so much speculation on Twitter. There's going to be so many people saying, "Okay, this is what they're going to do." Uh, but overall. I think it's going to be quite exciting and I just really do hope that they they bring in something that's going to kind of offer a bit more value to the lower end overall. Um, and I just hope it's not anything that's temporary either. I've seen a few suggestions that they do something where you earn dividends again, like based on the threshold, but based on the first 30 or 60 days you hold. I completely disagree with any of those suggestions. In my opinion, I think it has to be like, whatever comes in, it has to last for three years. What, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I mean, to remove a temporary dividend, then re-implement a temporary dividend is just... Um, I don't get it. I saw that, I saw that <laughs> argument on Twitter and it just made no sense to me. I was like, I had like 20-something likes. I was like, what is going on here? But um, yeah, in my opinion, it can't be temporary. It has to be something that's permanent. It, like needs, that's to, it needs to be... It. Yeah, it needs to be something that's permanent and super, super simple that benefits the whole of the market. Like, it's really quite simple. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Okay, we'll wrap it up there. Any uh, final words, James? And uh, thanks for coming on, as always. No, no, I think I've said enough now. Uh, yeah, thanks for having <laughs> me on. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. I realise I just called you James there. I hope that's okay. Uh, suck it. That's fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice one. So, yeah, thanks for coming on, as always. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.